0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dreamers Manual podcast. Today, we are doing a little mini deep dive into systems. Now, I know some people are going to say, well, I don't have systems in my business. It's not true. You you have a system, you have a process that you follow to do things, but it might not be set up in a way that's easy to see. You might not have fully written it down on paper. It could be living in your head, but you do have systems for things. Now, hopefully, if you're listening to the show, you have some form of that next layer of systems built that's gonna support you and your business, whether that's a project management tool, whether that's a customer relationship management tool or CRM. If that's the case, this episode is definitely for you. And even if you haven't built your systems, I think there are things here that you can then take note and make sure to build these in the first time you do it so you don't have to go back and add these things in later because I'm talking all about the five easy ways I have upgraded my systems in my business. Now let's jump right in. The first thing I did is I've added automation to my systems. Ideally, I'm using a system that has lots of built-in automations, and those are generally called integrations. So for example, I use ConvertKit, and Kajabi. Now I could connect ConvertKit and Kajabi with something like the middle person like Zapier. And Zapier's fine. I think if the systems aren't talking, that's the number one place I'm going to start with in building out ways that things automatically happen. For example, I have an integration between Debsato and ClickUp. And so when somebody fills out a inquiry form on my website, it's a Dubsado form. So it goes into that system, that form automatically gets zapped into my ClickUp. And it says Julie respond to, and then it has the name of the contact, and it sets the date for 24 hours. That way, it's already in my project management tool. And I can assign that I could respond to it but ultimately that's where I'm at managing my day-to-day tasks and things that are in my email aren't necessarily top of mind for tasks that I have to complete that day. So having it in my project management tool gives me that level of accountability. Now ideally you can do this on any of your systems. You go to see where what integrations they have And connecting them system to system is better than using a zap only because the zaps do break from time to time. And you'll usually get an email like your zap is broken, you have to go in and reconnect it. Sometimes you don't know though. And especially if it's part of something important in your business, then you're going to have to set up some sort of recurring task to check and make sure that it's not broken. But I was using the example earlier that when people sign up for a course or a freebie in Kajabi, I want them connected to an automation and convert kit that's going to send them the sequence that I've set up for that thing. Sometimes that includes their username and password, but sometimes it's just more things that they'll find interesting and relevant based on whatever they connected with me about. So I was able to go in and with a few clicks connect Kajabi and convert kit directly, which was really nice. It saves me the trouble. That way, I don't have to have somebody or myself go through and take email addresses, add them over here. Doing that manually is just, it's lame. And we live in a time where people are used to having things pretty much immediately. So if they purchase something, especially a digital product, and it doesn't show up in their inbox within 60 seconds, you're gonna get that customer service email, which then takes more time and bandwidth from the team. So thinking about and just investigating how to connect your systems in a quick and easy way is really, really worth it if you haven't already done so. Now, this one is, it might sound obvious, but I don't think it is. If you have a project management system, have a ruthless rule that you're setting due dates and assignees on every task, Things are not getting put in there with no due date. If they are, then you really need to question why is this going in there in the first place? If you want to log into your project management tool and have it be efficient and effective, what you don't want to do is have just a bunch of random tasks floating around that nobody knows a timeline. Nobody knows who they're even for, who's going to do them. It just makes things bulky and organized and overwhelming very quickly. Now, if you use a system like ClickUp, there's a way you can just go in and view all tasks that don't currently have an assignee or view all tasks that currently don't have a due date. I would do that and then you're going to ruthlessly look at and eliminate things that are not important because they've just probably been ignored for a long time and who even knows why they're still in there. But getting a due date and an assignee on there, I wouldn't just recommend assigning something randomly, but thinking about the work that you have in the business, any really non-negotiable due dates and things that are coming up, and then figuring out if something is a priority to you, when it should be done, setting that due date, I think is going to give everybody a layer of accountability and also also just a breath of fresh air because you're using your tool in the way it's intended to be used. Now, number three, what do I do with my systems? I, number one, have a spreadsheet that has a list of all the systems I use in my business. That could be every type of software, but especially things I'm paying for. So I use a tool called Otter AI for transcription. That's in there. Loom, I paid for the upgraded version because my clients recording lots of videos, it was just necessary for us and our team to be able to have access to a big database and I couldn't just clear it out and clean it out as much as I might have on a smaller scale. So I have those things in there. I have what the cost is and whether that's monthly or yearly, when that's gonna renew. And at the bottom, it gives me you know a total of what my costs of systems are for the year And then it also gives me an idea if I go in there when it's set to upgrade. So if I want to make a decision, I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe I want to switch from this to that. It gives me a deadline that I can then plug into my project management tool and say, review this and make a decision before X date, because that's when the the renewal is, especially if it's a yearly renewal. So what you're looking at when I have a task in my ClickUp, to review my systems once a month. So I open up that spreadsheet and I look at it and I say to myself, are there any overlaps? Is there a tool that I'm currently using for one thing, but another tool could do that thing, right? Am I paying for Acuity, but I'm also paying for Dubsado and they both do scheduling with a, a custom calendar? Then unless I really, really need the features for Acuity, should I consider eliminating that cost in the business, for example? Something else that I'm considering is can I get a better deal with a year-long subscription? A lot of softwares will give you a discount, usually two months off of the price if you sign up for a year-long subscription. So if I use something, I love it and I'm going to continue using it, then maybe I should consider getting a discount by signing up for an annual subscription. And then if I really want to take it to the next level, what is my return on investment for this? What is this system providing me? And do I really need it? Is there something that I'm using that is not giving me a great return on investment? Maybe I just like it or it's pretty, but it's really not doing the work. Thinking about what is this bringing into my business? What is this bringing into my life? And making a decision whether or not you want to continue with that thing. So this is as easy as, you know, setting up a simple spreadsheet and creating one task that recurs on a monthly. I mean, you could do quarterly if monthly sounds overwhelming, but just recurs on a regular basis. Now, number four is, has been a hard one for me sometimes, but not being afraid to switch systems when something is not working. I am guilty of making it a thing in my head that it's going to be a huge Inconvenience, which sometimes it is, but also a huge cost to switch things over. When in reality, if something's not working, it's draining more than just your energy. It's affecting multiple areas of the business. And I'll give an example because examples help me kind of think things through. We were using FG Funnels for the last, let's say, year, uh, maybe a little bit longer, and I was using the email in FG Funnels, and it was such an interesting format. It was super clunky. The deliverability rate not only was not great, but it was just really hard to see like where the numbers were and setting up automations for email sequences was for me like doing brain surgery it was just very complicated so of course I put off switching for a long time but when we finally did I switched over to ConvertKit and I have joyfully created some of my favorite emails of the whole year because I didn't have to rely on someone else to do it I didn't have to go look up my SOP which we had one um, to be able to send a basic email I could get in not only see at a glance, my what my deliverability was, how many people were opening my emails, how many people were clicking on things. But I was also really able to easily compose emails in the way I wanted, put links that, you know, people could opt out of certain, you know, sequences, which I always want to give people the option for because I appreciate that option so many times, When somebody's doing a launch, I might not be interested in that particular launch, but I want to stay on their email list. So being able to easily give people that option, all of the things, I just has felt so much more easeful in my business since switching over. and My only regret is not doing it sooner and continuing to talk myself into that system. If you wanna hear more of a breakdown on that, I did an episode where I talked about sort of my mid-year check-in and why we switch systems over there so you can tune in if you missed it. You know, something else to consider is you might just need more help or training with your systems. If you got a project management tool like ClickUp, that you think, oh, this could be really great, but you just know that it's not set up in the way that you want, investing in some templates, investing in someone to set it up for you, or even watching, ClickUp has very in-depth webinars on their website completely for free and very specific to different industries, to different tools of the system. So, setting some time on your calendar to do a little more training on certain systems might just be the key that you need to unlock that next level. So thinking about, you know, do you need to switch and or if you implemented some support or some training, with that system then work for you? Now, the fifth way that I wanna talk about of upgrading your systems can be maybe a little touchy, but it really... Is looking at our own integrity and accountability within our business. And what I mean by that is are we being lazy with our systems? Do we have a project management system where we can assign tasks, but we're not? we're sending tasks to our team in Voxer, in DM, with the excuse that, oh, it's just easier for me. I'm already here. If you're so busy that you can't, I have a extension for ClickUp on my computer that says add task, and I click it no matter where I'm at on the interwebs and it adds a task into ClickUp with just a few buttons. So if I don't have time to do that, and I have to pick up my phone and send somebody a Voxer, and then that task not only isn't plugged in to ClickUp, or they have to go the extra step to do it, it's very hard to take those details from the message and then transcribe them, email them to, you know, ourselves or the team member and then plugging them in. Like there's just so many extra steps there that could be avoided. And it can be frustrating if somebody's looking for something and it's like, well, I talked out this project over here and I added this to Slack. We're not using the systems in the way that we had intended them to be and they're not gonna work in the best way they can for us. If we have due dates on things and nobody honors the due dates, i.e., usually. Me as a business owner has set dates and then I'm like, eh, that date's fine. That trickles down. And so it's like, why is any date important? Or if somebody really goes out of their way and inconveniences themselves to make a due date that you've set and you're like, oh, well that, that didn't matter. Or I didn't do my part, so it can't go ahead anyway. That's really demoralizing and it's just tough on a team long-term. And then the same thing, like you could be really holding you and your team accountable to these things, but are your clients respecting those same boundaries? Do you have a system set up for your clients where you submit things this way, you assign tasks this way, and they're not doing that? It could be a time to have a conversation with your client about their integrity with their systems and how that's impacting their team. Because ultimately when we're working with a bunch of clients They might be in a bunch of different systems, but if we have a way for them to communicate and reach out and they're not doing it, it's gonna make the rest of the process that much harder and much less enjoyable. So I hope that gave you some good things to think about. You know when I'm talking about systems, I also want to share with you that no matter what systems you have, you want to have some basic guidelines and organization around not only how to do certain tasks, but where you want certain tasks done. And that comes down to really SOPs or standard operating procedures. Now, with my No Sweat SOP template pack, not only do we include SOPs templates for the most popular tasks that we see in online business, there's also a team communication guide template in there that shares where you want people to put certain types of communication. You could fill that in and say, you know, when we want to talk about, Brainstorming for social media, we do that in this Slack channel and link it. But when we're creating tasks, it goes over here. It's really simple. And especially when somebody's coming onto your team or you just really need to restart and reset those boundaries, it's a perfect tool for that. There's lots of other fun resources and bonuses in there. But if you'd like to check it out, you can go to ww.julytraining.com backslash SOP. And it'll pull it up or you can always send me a DM on Instagram and just DM me the letters SOP and I'll send you the link so you can check it out. I really believe that this is the time of year where we can do the work to set ourselves up for success in not only the future months, but for the next year coming up. And I promise you it's so worth the small amount of effort that these tweaks take. Sending you lots of love until the next episode.